Blog Talk Radio. Celebrating their 20th year in radio broadcasting. With news not heard in the news, the International Taz and Paula Show interviews experts from all walks of life, bridging research and personal life journeys, revealing new ways to unleash life with a passion of a heartbeat. And now, here's Taz and Paula. Well, just how passionate are you about life? Personally, Paula and I are absolutely in love with life. We can hardly wait each day to investigate those little corners that awaken and bring life not only to us, but to others as well. Today, we'll be doing just that with our magnificent guest, Gary Sinclair, a cyber physiologist and international teacher and author of Healing Memories in Seconds. In our opinion, he certainly tips the scales living life like there is not another second to waste. You are now listening to the International Taz and Paula Show. I'm Taz. And I'm Paula. Well, Taz and I separately had a chance to spend more than moments with Gary on Skype over this last week, experiencing his latest book that cracks the code for healing called Healing Memories in Seconds and will be featured on a TV PBS special soon on soul healing. His book releases how to scientifically neutralize any negative emotion or feeling, including memories, all the way to your worst memories ever in seconds. Gary has just returned from six weeks of teaching in Australia, where 10,000 memories were healed and neutralized all the way to PTSD. Gary says he still remains in awe what the universe delivered to him on May of this year. As most therapists work only 60 to 80 percent of the time, Gary's works, we would say, nearly 100 percent. We've had Gary on our show before, so we want to welcome him back. So, wow, it's been Close to five years, Gary, that since we've had you on. I think we had you on in December of 2010. And we can hardly oh, wait to share you. <laughs> well, we, <laughs> oh, we can hardly wait for you to share uh, the Soul Link download that you just received back in May that tri- triggered this full-blown life in you and, and that has topped your ongoing previous work. So fill us in. First of all, um, can you tell our listening audience how you begin? How did you get oh, into yeah. this work? I was born with 50% lung capacity. As a severe asthmatic, of course, with all that, I was, had things like allergic to trees, grass, plants, and flowers. Interesting trying to eat. Uh, as a severe asthmatic, I was allergic to, uh, you know, almost everything. I knew the days of the week by the shots, the hours of the day by the pills, and literally it was that way for me for a long time. Just to jump the story up ahead, when I graduated from college, I got married real quick, like graduated on Friday, got married on Saturday, because I knew my life in some ways needed protection, and I needed somebody around me because of all the illness that I had gone through. We started a family of two fine boys, and then on Valentine's Day, I sat up one morning, fell over onto the floor, and thought I'd had a stroke. 
Now, I'm going to go to a long story short here, just so we can talk more about the other material. But in essence, what they did is they diagnosed me with multiple sclerosis. Over the course of the next 14 years, my mobility kept gradually decreasing to the point where at age 35, between 35 and 36, I had lost 80% of the mobility in my body to the multiple sclerosis. I was at a point where just doing things like trying to pick up food on a fork with my right arm was a very, very, very difficult thing to do. I got to the point where the doctor told my wife there was no question pushing me around in a wheelchair for the rest of my life was going to be it. And yet a voice inside my head said, no way, no way, no way. Again, long story short, 16 months later, I was pretty much the way you see me today, and I did everything I could possibly do uh, therapeutically, from energy work, chiropractic, massage, acupuncture, you name it, I did it. Changed my diet some, but not as much as most people would have thought that I did. Six months later, because I'm now down to only one-third lung capacity, I had to go in and have my blood work done to look at the level of medication I was on. The doctor had informed me that if a street-walking person took what I took just to keep my lungs open and flowing freely, just one of my four-hour doses I took around the clock would be enough to take that person home to heaven. So uh, at that point, when he did my blood work, he let me know that really they were going to have to take the 1,200 milligrams of just one medication I was on and up it to 24. Again, the voice in my head said, no way, no way, no way. I let him know. He agreed to help me and work with me for the next two weeks because I wanted two weeks to, for him to realize I was going to heal. When I went back two weeks later, I'm glad to say that based on the story that they'll find in the back of my book, Your Empowering Spirit, or they'll find online at my website, which is just myname.com, they'll realize that God graciously gave me full lung capacity. My rib cage actually lifted up. The lung material that had never been there from birth developed fully in 15 minutes. From that point on, I had to do things in my life in order to get me physically back because now I have a body that had gone 14 years without the movement ability that everybody else has. My lungs are now back to full. So I did things like started figure skating, doing the things that I imagined as a child were possible. So that age 42, I became the National Senior Olympic Freestyle Gold Medal Figure Skating Champion for the USA. I realized we're either going to live our life as a warning or an example. And at that point in time, I studied every form of therapy that was out there. I mean, I looked at everything, but I looked at it from the standpoint of how does it work? Why does it work? What does it do? When does it do it? And do you really have to do two days, three days, a week, a month? What are those magic moments? And because of them, I ended up creating a program at the time that was a three-day program where I would take people through a process of learning how they've stored all that energy, how they've stored all those memories. What is it inside of us that causes us not to have our fullest potential? How do we, in essence, foul ourselves all up just because life lives us instead of us living life? So I did that program for 34 years. And then, as I heard Paula say in the beginning, something happened May 27th, which was actually 2014. So it's actually a year now when, for some reason, God woke me up at 4.30 in the morning and said, get up and write another book. And I did. The title of the book he gave me, I asked what was to go in it. He said, all the work that you've been doing one-on-one or in small groups with people that they can do on their own. So I did it. Then I got to where uh, I thought everything was done in five days. I needed to get it to an editor. Uh, I got on an airplane to go teach someplace else. And in the process of being on the plane, I told God, you know, it's basically ready. If you want something else, let me know and I'll put it in. And that's when he added the piece on top of that that made the work I had been doing 
become even more powerful than anything I know on the face of the planet. So powerful that that's why when I talk to groups, so that's why when I travel and work with people, the change takes place to the degree where, yes, in the last two months now, I've looked at 15,000 memories for people that once bothered them. They know the emotions and feelings were there, but now those emotions and feelings no longer exist at all. The wonder about it is the fact that 20% of those people are people that have been diagnosed with things like post-traumatic stress disorder, which simply means worst memories ever are being taken care of with the work that I'm doing. So obviously, I love what I do. The three-day program is now a two-day program called Restoration. It's restoring your life, redesigning your future. And what restoration will do for somebody is it's now down to two days. Key to the program is at the end of the second day, and hear what I'm saying, at the end of the second day, they will actually realize there's not a memory they can think of that still bothers them because I will have worked structure with them so that they'll be able to have figured out how the body works, what they can do energetically, remove any energy that's not who they are as whole higher self. Foreign energy gets removed. They understand how they've stored all the memories at a conscious and an other than conscious level. And by the time we're done, with me only teaching them the processes they can do, some of those, of course, are in the book Healing Memories in Seconds, even though that's only about seven of 20 that I do in the course of the full two days. What they'll realize is that they now have done all the work, and therefore they created all the change. In the process, I want to make sure also that I've taught them how to redesign the rest of their life. What do you do when something throws you a loop? And obviously, I love what I do. I absolutely love uh-huh. it. <laughs> well, this this could be a miracle for the, the vets that have PTSD. I mean, they come back. Oh, it, you are so right. Everyone that I've worked with simply says, you've got to realize, I'm, I'm doing everything that the government offers me. You offer me more help in 45 minutes than I get from them in years, simply because the people aren't trained yet to do the type of work I'm doing. First of all, you know, this is just, it's such an amazing work you know, to just look at doing it that way and then realizing it provides the tools for you to continue to live that way. I think I told you and Taz what happened to me July 2nd of this year because I've been well now for 35 years. I'm 70. The voice you're hearing is actually 70 years of age. I was as healthy as could be, but did I tell you what happened to me on July 2nd when I had the stroke? Yeah, please tell our listeners, though. (laughs) Yeah, share it. Well, I really didn't have a stroke. At 11.30 in the morning, I had a stroke. I got myself to the hospital with the help of family, and then over the course of the next three days, I had 14 strokes. Not one, two, three. I had 14. In those cases of the strokes, of course, there's things that happen, like paralysis. Left side of the body would go out. Right side of the body would go out. But here's the key. I didn't let the doctors really know what I was doing. I did the therapeutic work that I teach. I, taught, I told myself exactly what I knew that I needed to do. And within 30 minutes of every single stroke where legs, arms didn't work, speech didn't work, vision got a little fuzzy, in every case I came out of every stroke within 30 minutes. When they were doing the somewhere between 7th and ninth one, the head neurologist and researcher for the hospital was there. Uh, the head of neurology and, and uh, research for strokes from UCSD was on a camera, actually aimed at my bed. And I had, I, I don't know, whether, it was either the seventh or the ninth one at that point in time. And again, it took about 30 minutes. 
before I came back out of it, and I could still see the face of the doctor from UCSD saying, okay, somebody explain to me what just happened. I don't get this. And I didn't want to say a thing because I didn't want their negative charge coming back at me energetically. I know what people have to do to live. But again, what I really did, and I can tell you that right now, is the only thing that I thought about the moment they started, every single one of them, the only thing I thought about is what I teach. You go 15 minutes beyond, in your own mind's eye, the successful completion of whatever it is that's going on. You go to a point in your mind's eye where you see yourself absolutely, positively, totally, and completely healed and well and back to complete normal. That's this field of epigenetics that my dear friend Bruce Lipton and many of the others that are out there, the work of Joe Dispenza with the placebo effect. These people are talking about what we're capable of doing, but we just don't do it. What most people say is it's great to know what's possible. I want somebody that can teach me how. That's what I've done for 35 years. And, of course, now <laughs> it's like I'm on a steamroller. This thing is going so fast because of the miraculous healings that are taking place with people. I'm not healing them. So I don't call myself a healer. All I'm doing is teaching people what I know is possible. And when that neurologist who came in on her day off four days later because she said, I've got to talk to you, I waited for her to, again, talk to me about what she knows took place in the hospital and the fact that they just don't have a way to answer what took place. And I finally said, okay, I need you to stop typing your notes, turn around and look at me, and I just need to talk to you for a bit. Well, she's devouring my material. Because she realizes she's been doing work on herself for years. She's, she's really a tremendous person. But she's done so much on herself. And when she did the process of just the soul link that I heard talked about a little bit earlier, when she just did that process, she looked at me and said, this takes hours and days to do with the work I'm trained to do. And she is trained in another work. Her, her eyes are just, they're as big as can be. She's, oh, I'm going to devour everything you're teaching. <laughs> so I love it. So, can, um, I know you worked with Taz and I over Skype, yeah, and yeah. you you showed us what to do with our hands, and yeah. um, but that's, with that's with what you did with your stroke, that was just with your mind or with your yeah, consciousness. I, when I teach that, it's called running programs. Let's look at it this way. Everybody says, when I go to bed at night, I just can't go to sleep. Oh, gosh, I lay there, I think about my day, I plan out tomorrow, something comes up, I realize it isn't done, I know I should get up and go write it down, and la da 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 And I say to them, at what time in the middle of the night are you asleep? Is it, let's say, 2 a.m.? They'll say, yes, 2 a.m. So that, let's agree, you have a program that begins the minute you start to go to bed. I mean, even where you put your clothes, it's programmed into you. You're conditioned. You have conditioned response or command directives inside of you that make you do exactly the same thing almost every night. So what I want you to do is I want you to end up putting your head on the pillow and say to yourself, brain, I want you to remember, absolutely, positively, totally, completely, remember everything I was thinking last night at 2 a.m. And then just allow your brain to search for everything you were thinking last night at 2 a.m. And then four hours later when you wake up, realize you took control of a process that your body knows how to do and made it work. <clears throat> as long as you've ever healed from anything, <clears throat> your body knows how to heal. What we do is we fail to make it heal. We fail to use the programs. We disconnect from them. We get something else and we say, oh, it has, it has no connection with the other type of healing I had. So there's no way we even make the energy work together when I was well, in the like hospital. It, it, Go ahead. 
when somebody's normally having a stroke, they probably go into a fear mode. And you didn't go into that fear mode. You, oh, I never even went, thought about anything but being totally and completely healthy. It, it, it can't enter my mind. I've been 35 years well. I can either face a wheelchair or I can face exactly what I know is possible. I only face and think about what's possible. So um, if somebody else was in that circumstance, they would just think, you said 15 minutes beyond being healthy? Absolutely. Uh, well, again, two things about it. Number one, if they're already in the circumstance where they've been hit with something that has debilitated them, what they need to do is imagine that picture of the way they see themselves with that condition. And then remember a time in the past, and this is a good way to think about it, Remember a time in the past when you realized you had anything similar, I don't care what it was, even a black and blue that went away, but you know it went away. And what you'll notice is if you actually pictured a screen in front of you, and again, this process is in the book, Your Empowering Spirit. If you actually picture a screen in front of you, you could think of the way you actually feel right now and point out there the way you see yourself as a picture. You'd find an actual location somewhere in front of you as though it's on a movie screen. If you think about the other memory where you realize it heals completely, and as I said, it can be as much as a black and blue because a stroke normally is involved with the blood flow. So think of a time when something absolutely healed, and what you'll notice is those two pictures, when you find the other picture, are not in the same place. The key is one remembers how to heal, the other one's having trouble or forgotten completely. So if they will take the picture, the first one, of where that whatever it is has not yet healed, and literally, take their hand and move that picture so they put it right in front of the picture of the time they healed. And then as that picture begins to slowly back up, have them actually watch themselves completely. Create any mental images they need to create. Watch themselves completely heal in that position. Feel the feelings, the emotions and feelings that come from having already healed. What happens is they change what's going on inside the body. Her Benson... Dr. Herb Benson, when he came out with his book, Remembered Wellness, I loved it because I realized he's teaching this. He's telling people, you've got to remember what it's like to be well. Otherwise, you're not going to get well. This is one of those cases. And what happens is Bruce Lipton would teach you the blood is flowing, and blood only flows in one or two directions. It either flows in protection or growth and regeneration. And as long as your mind is stuck with what's wrong, and you're facing where the problem is and thinking about how much worse it's going to get or has it gotten worse, your blood is now flowing in protection. And if it's doing that, you don't heal. When you move the pictures to a location where the body actually remembers what it needs to do to heal, now you've changed the structure of the previous memory that you had. You've now connected remembered wellness or the possibility of healing energy now together. It's, it's, it's like, let me put it even simpler. You're, you're going to love this. The gal says, oh, I've got a headache. She's got her hand on her head. She, I have a headache. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do exactly what we just talked about, but I'm going to do it conversationally. Her headache for her is something that she remembers and knows exactly where it is. She has her hand on it. So I simply say to her, well, do me a favor. If you can, just humor me. Tell me, absolutely, positively, totally, and completely, tell me what it's like when you don't have a headache. And they get this stunned look across their face, and then all of a sudden she'll begin to talk, and I'll say, and, and, 
And the more she describes what it's like to not have the headache, I finally realized, based on all the faces relaxed and everything, I simply say, okay, so will you check your head? Oh, my soul, my headache's gone. How did it go? Where did it go? What happened? Well, we don't realize all that is is allowing you to think about where you're going to be when whatever needs to take place takes place so that you switch your energy into healing modality. You allow the blood to flow the way it does. You know, somebody will say, I've had a cold and flu, and I know it's only supposed to last 14 days, but I've had it for a month, and I can't get rid of it. And I say to them, as casually as can be, well, tell me what it's like when you realize you never had it. I mean, think about it for a second. You know you had the flu or a cold before. Think about what it was like. I don't care how far you have to go out. Think about when you realized it was absolutely gone. Just allow yourself now to feel the feelings of what it's like when it was absolutely gone. Tell me what those feelings are. Just talk to me for a second. 15, 20 minutes later, they might see me again and say, I don't know what you did, but you did some type of booger booger or something, but man, do I feel better. I can't believe whatever you said works, and I still can't remember what you told me, but it works. <laughs> That's the key. Life is living us. We're not living life. Life is energy. We're so caught up in the physical. We're so caught up in the pain. We're so caught up in it's like to have something not work that we accept not working and all the pain and suffering is that. You know, Gary, this morning was rather interesting because um, I I don't remember you telling me this, but what happened, I couldn't remember a time when I was not affected by a, a particular thing. And I thought, okay, let me just put an impregnable vision of health that I see my whole body full of health. And, and that's what I did, and then I did the hand movement. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, I could, I could actually carry that vision of perfect health with me in the mind, and I began to feel what that feeling was in the body. There's your answer right there. When you made the switch to what it's like when I'm already there, which means you've yeah. gone... You've gone what I teach in therapeutic sessions. You've gone what I call 15 minutes beyond the successful completion so that as you turn and look back at you now, the body doesn't have a choice. The body runs on the energy that you're providing to it. You are the environmental signal to all the cells in the body. That's why when people have things like cancer and they learn that love pulls whatever it touches towards its highest potential and they begin to love what's wrong, it heals. You have to realize we are in control of what's there. And, of course, that energy of life, it's only one beat away. But it's always one beat away. But I'm telling you, that energy that's one beat away loves me. And because it okay, loves can you, me, go ahead. Can you go back to that? You said love, like if somebody had cancer, you love the cancer itself? Oh, absolutely. Think about it. When you were born, you chose to live the human experience. But what you disconnected from is what all of creation is. Therefore, who you are on the inside is really that beat of the heart. I mean, one beat from now, you could be gone. And as far as I'm concerned and from what I've learned, that beat of the heart, it loves me. It loves me to life. And it not only loves me to life, it loves me to life unconditionally. When I got to the point where I was at the wheelchair level and going to be there for the rest of my life, I kept saying in my head and even hollering out, God, if you love me, you'd heal me. God, if you love me, you'd heal me. And I have this voice inside my head so that as I think a thought or a statement, 
the response back has no break in between. It's like a one long complete sentence. And I'd say it, and the voice would answer right back, if you loved yourself, you'd heal. If you loved yourself, you'd heal. When I go back to look at what were the things that I was doing 36 years ago that caused me in that time period to get to where I had feeling in places that I never had in 14 years. I was loving me to life. I was loving everything about me. Yes, let me just tell you one story. And again, it's the truth. I have a lady who probably about uh, 16 years ago in Michigan heard me speak on a Thursday night. The place was so packed, she actually sat on the stairs up to the space that I was sitting in, so I never met her until the following day. The, after teaching that night for two and a half hours, she went home, scheduled, all ready to go in for her 13th cancer tumor surgery the following morning. Now, hear what I'm saying, 13. That means the same doctor has operated on this woman 12 times. When she went to bed, she went to bed with the belief that they would find no cancer in her body the following morning. Now, hear what I just said. They will find no cancer in her body the following morning. Now, again, it was a powerful night. There were things that we did that night with so many miracles that took place just as I talked, which I love. It always happens. I can't speak anywhere without miracles not taking place. They just do. It's unpreventable because of what I'm teaching. When she went to the doctors the following morning, they did pre-op work on her. According to the message that she had when she came back the following night, they did pre-op work roughly five times. The doctor finally came out in his own uncouth vernacular, let the nurses know, uh, you know that she should have been in the operating room already and it was their fault. Well, he wanted to prove completely, so he took her back and did a scan. He said he was so, after the fact, he was so mad that he even drew her blood. But what he said to Mary afterwards is, Mary, I need to let you know, you're absolutely right. There is no tumor. But Mary, there's something else that I cannot explain. There are no markers of sign or signs of cancer, even in your blood work. So whatever you're doing, please keep it up. But tell me, what are you doing? He came to hear me speak. That was Thursday. She went in on Friday morning. He came to, to hear me because we ended up needing a larger space to teach. So he ended up at American Legion Hall on Saturday with about 160 people there. He came in mid-afternoon, and I met him. He said to me afterwards, I wish I could really believe that what you're saying would work the way it works. He said, but you've got to understand, I'm a doctor. I don't think this way at all. You know, I just, I really don't understand it. I'm glad to see that it's done it. And, you know, I, I hope she stays, you know, the way she stays. But, boy, I just, I, I, just, I, I just can't do this. And, of course, I have no idea what's happened to him since. But that's, that's just one instance of looking at what happens when we convert inside of us. What did she do? She created her own mental image of what was possible. Now, can anybody just do that and it's done? I can't answer that. All I know is I've worked with so many thousands and thousands of people and watched things that were so-called incurable heal without wanting to put all that information into books because I realized there's 6.8 billion people out there and all I want to ever do is find out from an energy perspective what works and get it in a situation where you can teach somebody else to do it and to be able to do it for themselves or learn as I'm set now because now I've created a training program that I never had. As of August last year when God confirmed I had to put together a training program, it took me roughly eight months, but I have written a certification training program so that other people are now set to be able to teach that work. Uh, the first course of that I taught in Australia. Uh, there are four people there that are now certified. The second cat. 
um, the second class of that I'm teaching the end of August here. And of course, in order to do that class, you must go through the two-day program first. Because when you realize that program ends, you're connected to your heart, you actually look in the mirror and say, I love you to yourself, and you honest and truly mean it. You realize that you have become love living to other people. You realize that you now have that capacity to create the life that you desire. Those are the people that I'm looking for that want to be able to work and do this type of work with other people. So that, that part's all new. And based on the fact of PBS coming up and some other things that are coming, you know, radio shows, you name it, it's all coming up. I'm going to be a very busy person, but I can't handle all the people that need help. <laughs> That's obvious. This, this went away. Just Gary, can we... Yeah. Gary, can we um, uh, tell a couple more stories? You, you told us about the airplane story. Can you tell us about that? Oh, that was that was just something else. Because again, on the airplane, God gave me the new process, which is the last one in the book, Healing Memories in Seconds. And I get it. And I honestly, as I opened my eyes back up, I realized, wow, I get it. I don't really know everything it's going to do, but I think, wow, I have these other processes I do, and this one takes, you know, four to five minutes to totally neutralize the memory. But what I get now is this is going to neutralize memories in 20 seconds or so. So I look at the girl beside me, and she's got her daytime spread out. It goes all the way across the drop down and a little bit off each edge. And I said to her, if, if, if you don't mind, I just, you know, I've just got this new process in my head therapeutically that I think is going to help people heal memories. And I'd really like to teach it to somebody. And since I'm against the window, you're sitting beside me. If, you, if you're willing to, I'd like to just show you what, what it is. Well, she agreed. And again, today I've got it written out. There's pictures in the books. All the steps are there. I've got it down to a science. Except what I don't describe in the book is all the results and the other things that I know it now does. But I showed her. I said, just watch what I'm doing with my hands. And I said, just, just do the best you can to do it after me. But I want you to go ahead and think about a memory. And I want you to realize that it's a memory that you'd really like to heal because I'd really like to know how this works. Well, she followed along. It took roughly 30 seconds for us to do everything at the time. And then I stopped and looked at her and I said, now how's the memory? And she burst into tears. And I said, are you okay? She says, you don't understand. The memory doesn't bother me. I said, no, isn't that good? I mean, isn't that what you want? She says, no, you, you don't get it. You, you don't understand. And she points down to her schedule, and I realize 9 to 12 every day is blank all the way across the schedule. She's got 30 days lined up, and 9 to 12 is blank. She says, I scheduled my entire life around what happened to me. I mean, this is totally set so that what happened to me before will never happen to me again because it's that. No, it doesn't bother me. I mean, it doesn't bother me at all. What happened? What did you do? What, what, what just happened? Well, I have, I have an email from her friend who picked her up at the plane. <laughs> her friend said, you talk about somebody changed getting off a plane. She says, she showed me that thing, and I just can't believe it. She says, I can't find my memory. <laughs> can can people that. do this with bad habits? I mean, like a, let's see, bad um, habit, like... Smoking when I look at bad habits, there's, there's a different set of change that I would teach them, and I only teach how to do that change work in the certification because when somebody has a habit, in so many cases it takes 21 days to break it. You can break it much faster, but it depends on what's the cause or the base of the addiction. See, so there's a little more involved in that, you know, from the standpoint of that doing it. 
think for a second. Here's one your audience will actually like. Let's, let's do this for a second. If they take and look at their hands, they can take the thumb on the opposite hand and just rub right in the middle of the palm of that hand. Just rub real hard, and they'll feel it begin to get warm in the middle. After the middle of that palm gets warm, they can actually do the same thing with the opposite thumb in the other hand. And when they've done that with the other hand, that if they will make a nice round ball, if they'll picture the fact that there's a little beach ball that's about 10 inches around in front of them and put their hands out as though they're holding that beach ball, then the tips of the fingers will be about an inch apart from each other. The base of the palm of the hands will be about an inch apart. So it's same open space on top and bottom. And then if they'll stare right into the space between their hands and just very, very slowly pull the hands apart about five inches and back together and then apart and back together, all of a sudden they're going to be realizing, I can feel a feeling that I'm pulling something apart and I'm putting it back together. Well, the truth is, that's the best feel-good you can ever have. You're feeling the energy of who you are because what's there between your hands is the energy of who you are. Just like you have a field around you, an aura around you, that they know when they lay you down and do a CT or, or any ultrasound scan. Well, ultrasound goes in. But any of the scans that they do, the MRIs and so forth, they're reading the energy field of you. So you can definitely feel the energy of you. Now, to play with that and just begin to look at where my work has gone, Realize all you're doing is feeling your energy, but you're feeling it by intention. You intend to feel what's there between the hands. And if somebody says, gee, I just, I still can't feel anything, then do me a favor. Clap your hands as though you just heard the best speech ever, and then do that process again with that ball. I'll guarantee you, you'll feel the energy of you. Now, if we think in terms of memories, and of course now I have work that works on worst memories ever. If you think in terms of memories on a 1 to 10, just think in terms of three to four. Now, three to four would be a minor memory. It's there. It doesn't bother you much. But the key is when you think about it, you do get emotions and feelings that make you aware that the memory bothers you. The key is make sure it's at least one of those memories and make sure it's a minor memory. You're just learning to do something here, folks. So please stay in the minors or you'll be frustrating yourself forever. The other stuff is available. Just stay in the minor. So as you think about that minor memory, I told you how to make the ball before and go in and out. Do this. Think about that memory. Realize the emotions and feelings that are there that you realize still bother you about that specific memory. As you stare right into the space that would be the ball of air that's there, pay attention to the memory, and as naturally as can be, just let your hands now go in and out slowly. Let them go in and out slowly at least three times. And as you do that, you can feel that feeling of expansion and contraction, but make sure you're paying attention to that memory. Now, when you get to that fourth time, just take the hands and keep them going out, further apart, further, 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 all the way out. Simply let them go. And wherever you are, look around and tell yourself some of the things you see in that room, like I've got some beautiful bird of paradise flowers here. I've got a nice Tiffany lamp that's hanging. Now go back and Think about that memory and realize it's neutral. It doesn't bother you. Let me tell you, that's a miracle. If you don't think so, realize you are loaded with memories that for the rest of your life have emotions and feelings attached. They're all linking together. They're all building up emotions and feelings that just make these things cause a dis-ease inside of you. 
And yet that specific memory, I don't care when you think about it in the future, it won't bother you. So what I ended up creating after I had learned that one and started using it 35 years, 34 years ago, I created another one to add to it. That takes memories in the five, six, seven, eight range. I never had anything that would go nine and 10. But what happened is when God woke me or put me to sleep for a few minutes, whatever time it was, I have no idea. But when he put me to sleep, whatever that time was, June 6th of 2014 on that plane, what I know is what he gave me at that point in time is so powerful that if the memory that a person is working on is detrimental to the ongoing health and wellness of who they are, they may not be able to remember the actual memory at all. They may have an awareness of what the memory is, but the memory itself may be totally and completely gone. For those who understand the field of NLP or neurolinguistics, it's actually taken that memory from where it's stored in your body where you've got all the vivid detail of how you see it, hear it, feel it, taste it, tell it, smell it, everything that's there. And even though it's in your face at the time you're working on it, when you look around the room and then go back and try to think about the memory, it's like you find it, but it's way over there somewhere. And you're aware that it's over there, but you look, they look right at me and say, but it doesn't bother me at all. Oh, that is so amazing. It doesn't bother me. And then I love it when I'm teaching a group, like I had uh, June 15th, I had 68 or 86 people here that I worked with in, in my hometown as a gift to the community. And from the back of the room, there was one woman there who, when they did worst memories ever, she determined that she was so pleased that she didn't lose the memory. She loved it because even though the emotions and feelings were gone, she realized, boy, this is good because I'm going to prove he's a quack. I'm going to prove this doesn't work. Even though 85 other people are already holding up their hands saying my memory's completely neutral, okay, she's determined she's going to prove it doesn't work. So I love it because she said to her friend who is sitting beside her, I can still remember my memory, and I know the emotions and feelings are going to come back by tomorrow. Her friend, she lost her memory completely. So I get an email two days later saying, I just think I really need to tell you that even though the emotions and feelings seemed to disappear that night, I was positive they would come back and I could prove this didn't work. She said, but I felt I had to write you and tell you, by the following morning, I can't find the memory. And since I couldn't find it, I called my best friend who lost hers and I said, do you remember what it was I worked on? And her friend said, well, yes. And she says, well, tell me. And her friend said, you kidding? If it's gone, I'm not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I always ask for a show of hands and roughly 20% of the room will not remember worst memory ever. And it shows you the detrimental level that we've got things in our life. I'm just, <laughs> well, I'm just so there's in some awe. People, there's some people yep. that uh, hide a memory um, yes. that they don't remember, but it's still there and right. still bothering them. Is there a way that you can work with those type of memories? Well, I can give you an example. Like some women that were molested when they were a young child or something. And then okay, and they, hear what I'm saying. I appreciate the question. Restoration as a program was in part created specifically because those people are out there. And it is life-changing to them. What I ask them to do is if they can find the emotions and feelings that they know that they get because of that, if they will just work to do the emotions and feelings that they get and neutralize those, the emotions and feelings will diminish considerably. Now, in, in the first class of restoration, which I taught in Australia uh, the last week of August, uh, 
one of the gals that was there literally has had a life at 38 years of age of abuse that we would not want to put into vocabulary. Her father, her brothers, her uncles, her current husband, not by permission, but because it's okay to them to abuse her. When we did, the first part of the work that I do with people is we look at the energy of other people that's now stored in you, because let's face it, when any event happens, that the energy of not only the event, but the person is now stored within you. She wrote a list of 22 names and faces that came to mind within minutes of people that she knew that if she could get the energy of them as a controlling influence, here's the key word, as a controlling influence in her life, it would free her up. Now, before we even did that exercise that does that, I have the group looking into a handheld mirror, realizing the eyes of the access to the soul. I have them say to the person they see in the mirror, I love you. And notice what it feels like when they actually say I love you to the heart and soul of who they are. Out of the group that was there, everybody was at a three or a two. She wrote zero. And she looked at me with tears in her eyes and she says, I hope it's okay because there's no way I could ever love me. When she did the process that works to remove the foreign energy of people, they do the mirror again afterwards. She put a six on a one to ten. <laughs> since then, since then, she has a, a, a child. She has said to the child, I just want you to know, and again, a month and a half, it's roughly a month later since she did the work. Now we're, now we're running over a month because June has gone by. When we came into July, she met with her 13-year-old son, and she said, you know, what you, you know what your dad has been doing to me forever. You hear me scream. You know what's going on. And I just want you to know, now that I've done Gary's program, I can't live like this. This cannot go on. It's not possible for me to keep going. But I won't do a thing unless I have permission from you. Much to her shock, the 13-year-old looked at her and said, Oh, Mama, he's doing it to me, too. Within hours, everything the man owned was outside on the ground. She wow. communicates with me often. She, it, with even in the last two weeks, I got a note from her because she's now wanting to train in this work. She's saying the people I know are so desperate for help, and this just, it has completely changed my life. She says, it's also completely changed the life of my son. One of the things I did with him, her son, because he asked to have an appointment, he had been, from his mind's eye, responsible for the death of his sister. Again, we neutralized that. And then after getting to where that was okay within him, uh, doing the work that I do, we talked about what else can I do to really help you? What is something you'd really love to do that you just don't do? And his statement was, well, I play soccer on the school team, but I've never kicked a goal because I just can't because I know that when you kick and it doesn't go in, I can't take any more abuse. I don't want anybody saying any more about me. I just can't do it. Well, I found out what he could do successfully. I combined the energies in talking to him as we just talked the way I teach the therapeutic work. I got a phone call from his mom the following night at 5 p.m. She said, Anthony just ran over and said, call Gary quick. Tell him I kicked a field goal. <laughs> I love what I do. Perfect. I love Perfect. what I do. All I know is I've suppressed it as far as putting it out there for years because maintaining my health and wellness was so important to me. But when God changed the perspective of what it was 
and confirmed to me that it's time to start teaching it more to others. The book came out in February of this year, February 27th, and what I'm watching happen now, it, I'm just, it's just, it's wide open. It's wide wow, open. You, 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 you gain wings, Gary. Uh, well, <laughs> this is, is, ah, really, my God. Um, the, the I, I want to ask you um let's get this in because is there anything you can share um can this be worked um on animals and um do you have any oh that's an interesting one yes well again when i when i taught the first certification class again i was just trying to teach the basics to these people so they can work with other people since then someone who went through restoration in australia because of the person that was certified doing it with them has written back and saying i i breed and raise horses, but I also take in horses that are wounded and so forth that need help, uh, that have been abused and so forth. And she said, I'm using the process called awareness and consciousness, which looks at where is the energy that's locked in the body so that if we can find the part of the entirety of who you are that's just a part of your energy that's responsible for holding that energy absolutely locked, if we can get that part of that energy to agree that it wants to relax, unwind, unfold, and become a part of the totality of awareness again, it lets the pain go away. Well, she's doing that piece of work with horses, and just said it's the most amazing. She said, you talk about getting a response back from a horse. She said, the shift in energy is so fast. Well, is it fast? Let me tell you this one, because I, I love this one. I had a man struck by lightning. It went through his left shoulder. He's got a hole, a great big scar there through his left shoulder. It went down across his body, blew out his right knee. He had trouble walking up and down stairs. He had so much pain that he wanted me to know that he would try to do what we were doing in restoration class, but I needed to understand he's never been without pain since January of 2012. I did a process with him where we look at the part that's holding the energy in place of the pain seven seconds later. The man had to agree. All pain was gone. I waited. Roughly 45 minutes later, he's rubbing his knee. I did the same piece of therapeutic work that I teach called, it's an awareness and consciousness process, and in five seconds, the pain is completely gone. Roughly 15 minutes later, he got up because the room we're in is 13 steps up and down and said to his wife, I'm going to the bathroom. When she hears him going down the stairs like any normal person, her eyes pop and she says, listen, listen, Lewis is going downstairs. Listen, do you hear him? He's going downstairs. Because she's so used to that one foot down, the kathunk as the other one comes down. When he came back from the bathroom, he came up the stairs like anybody else would normally come up the stairs. He stood at the top, he rubbed his knee, and he said, I am such a scientific mind, there is no way I could ever explain to anybody what has happened. I mean, I don't have the words for me to just talk to something that seems to be a part of energy in thin air or somewhere where I feel it in my body. And it has done what it has done, but I've got to agree, I have no pain anywhere. I can only call it a miracle, and, and uh, I, I just pray it never comes back. Well, I posted on my Facebook page here this week the note that I've gotten from him because he's now gone to the convention or the heads of the convention that is literally an annual convention of people who have been electrocuted by lightning. And he's asking oh. them if they would consider allowing me to be the keynote speaker next year. Because he's now three and a half months out with no pain in his body. I love it, I love it, I love it. We don't realize that if something happens to us, we lock up with energy. Depending on what we think about it from that point on, depending on how we respond to that energy, it stays locked and prevents the healing possibility 
or we work with it and it unlocks and even if the body has something left to do it can do it typical example now, again, any, when I talked about go ahead do you have any CDs that uh, I know your book shows the teaches the hand uh, right. healing but uh, do you have any CDs that go a little bit beyond nothing. that I have nothing. This is coming so fast at this point. And it really, I, I do realize that I need to do, that's why I want to do PBS. You know, life is what you give away. When you are love living, and there's no question, I would tell you I'm love living, it wouldn't bother me at all. I should have died at least 16 times in the last 35 years. I'm still here. <laughs> so that which loves me enough to keep me here, that's love living. I, I just know that life in the end is what you've given away. So I'm just... I'm ready to do whatever I need to do to get it out there, but the support and help that I actually have at this point in time, in so many ways, is basically just me. I line it all up. I go. I do all of that. So Healing Memories from Seconds was the first to come out. And when God said, well, that one and Your Empowering Spirit, which I had before when we were there, that's the one that's got the running programs uh, process in it. Uh, and that one has a CD in the back of the book. But what that CD does is it teaches them how to go inside, find the energy of themselves, and literally work with that energy to create shifts. Uh, that one is on the web. It also has 39 minutes of the best of an hour of me teaching what was the best of a full day uh, to the Institute of Noetic Sciences at their annual convention, which is the group Neil Armstrong formed when he came back from the moon. So that's specifically in that book that's available on my website. Maybe a YouTube. about your website. <laughs> I was going to say, let's tell everybody about your website because you do have some videos on your website. Right. Yeah, well, again, as I said, I'm still working so hard trying to do it, and I'm not a webmaster. I'm so frustrated with it. I started <laughs> to post on, on a, a local page today. Somebody who really understands this, I need help in my home. I need somebody to come and, and make some of this work the way it needs to because yeah. I don't get the emails back. And You know what it is like with electronics, you know? Okay, we can ask for somebody to give you a jingle and help you out. <laughs> when, you're, when you're as energetically strong as I am, I shock keyboards. You know? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not the best thing for anything electronic. <laughs> okay, let's give out your website. The, uh, so it's your name, which is Gary. Sinclair.com, and that's uh, Gary, and then S-I-N-C-L-A-I-R.com. Yes. And if people want to email you, um, you can um, send them a PDF copy of the book. Well, and that's what I will um, do. If they'll email me and put in there, Taz and Paula book. They're going to need to say Taz and Paula book, because there's a limit to how many emails I can create in the run of a day. Yeah, yeah. And I've got about 50 books a day going out, so I'm sitting there typing forever. And I've got so much other that I've got to do. So it's okay. they're 16-hour days because of it. So if they'll put Taz and Paula book, then I can use that link, turn right around and get the PDF of Healing Memories and Seconds out to them the fastest as long as I'm yeah. in the office. And uh, Actually, and then, you know, maybe if they want to email us to info at tazandpaulashow.com, we'll be happy to, to do that, too. You can... We can help you do that if you like. Okay. And Gary, what's your Facebook? Is it just Gary Sinclair? It's Gary Sinclair, but it's Gary Sinclair, and they need to make sure that it has afterwards the word cyber physiologist. Because cyber physiology is the field that I created 35 years ago. Cyber is mind. Physiology is body. 
And if you look at the new field called epigenetics, epigenetics is really just cyber physiology reinvented. So we, medically, they're looking at how does all this work so that we teach people that you are the energy that your cells are responding to, that thought is that powerful. Okay, so actually we can also put that on our, uh, on our Facebook so that, you know, um, people can check that for you. Right. And uh, for Facebook, we need, this is so beautiful. We are so lucky to have you with us. And, um, you know, that. Yes, I know that I got to be able to do a private Skype with both of you. And, again, when they end, I feel like crying. A lot of people realize I, I just can't wait. So I do Skype sessions, which are two hours long. Those are available through the website. Uh, again, it's a matter of when I can fit all the work in, but as long as they're patient, that two hours is life-changing because the process that I do that gets you to where you now have the ability to recognize yourself as love living, that's one of those that I almost do in every single session. The process that neutralizes memories at the highest level, I teach that one. Then depending on what else we need to talk about, there are ways that I teach that go even beyond. Because the book is only processes. That's the hard part about it for me. The book is only the processes to do. It doesn't even begin to get into. In fact, the book doesn't even indicate that Soul Link takes care of PTSD-level memories. Because when I was told to write it, I did it. What I've experienced now, just over a year of now doing that work, I can, I'm actually teaching people manifesting structure. How do you do the things that you've really always decided to do that you just don't do? We That's forgot to ask you that. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I, I worked with him on that one. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I love it. They all work. Did, did, yeah. I, did I teach you anything that didn't work? <laughs> no. not, not at this point. <laughs> no. the, 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 average, the average therapeutic process out there, which is energetic work, 60 to 80% of the time. And the people that are trained will tell you that. My yeah. work has worked 100% of the time, always. It never has failed. I'm yeah, not only that, but it, it ignites, it, it actually ignites um, a, a new, uh, your brain actually takes on an energy all by itself after talking with you. It, it, it really is different. It's a, like a new birth to life. You know what I mean? Really. Yeah, uh, I watch it happen all the time. Yeah, you certainly have given birth a new beginning. <laughs> uh, Gary, thank you. We are just not, we're just out of time, really, basically. And thank we'll do you another so one. much. We'll do another one. If, if you guys want to look at setting up something, because I know you're up country. I'm down near San Diego. You're up near uh, San Francisco. If we get to where you can promote something up there and the people are really interested in having an event, we'll work out something and I'll get up your way. I, okay. I really would love great. to teach that two-day program up there. It's just when that ends, you've got a whole new future ahead of you. It is that <laughs> That's amazing. great. Well, if anybody wants to uh, book Gary to their uh, community, just go on to his web page, com. Yes. So. Okay. Now, the one Let's on how to do the ball of energy is on there. That one I know. I don't know what else is on there. I know the Soul Link one only talks a bit about what's possible. I've got so much to redo, but I'm out of time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we... I don't know how that is. Yeah. <laughs> Blessings, well, Gary. Bless Thank you, bless you so you, much bless for you. being with us. Bless you Bye -bye. heart to heart. Because heart to oh, heart is what matters, too. and I love you to life. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.